The countdown has begun. This May, a thousand global leaders will gather in Doha for the Qatar Economic Forum powered by Bloomberg, held in conjunction with our official partners, the Qatar Ministry of Commerce and Industry and Media City Qatar and premier sponsor QNB. Join heads of state, influential ministers and leading CEOs to make new connections and gain unique insights. Learn more at QatarEconomicForum.com. Harangue is defined as a lengthy and aggressive speech. It's a word millennials might not favor today, but is it a word whose meaning is clear? The D.C. Circuit Court of Appeals said yes and upheld the use of the words harangue and oration in a criminal law used to charge five people for staging protests in the Supreme Court chamber on April 1st of 2015. The Circuit Court pointed to the defendant's coordinated standing facing the bench and messaging to indicate the defendant's were addressing the court and gallery, citing Judge Chamberlain Haller. He's the judge played by actor Fred Gwynn in the 1992 film My Cousin Vinny. My Don't talk to me sitting in that chair. He told me to sit here. When you're addressing this court, you will rise and speak to me in a clear, intelligible voice. Bloomberg legal reporter Andrew Harris wrote the story and joins us now. Andrew, tell us about the incident in the Supreme Court. Hi, June. Thanks for having me on. Well, um, two years ago, uh, this April 1st, uh, five protesters with a group called 99 Rise um, stood up and sequentially uh, shouted at uh, the nine members of the Supreme Court shortly after it was gaveled into session. They were commemorating a ruling a year earlier that had taken some of the strictures off of campaign finance uh, contribution limits. And four of them uh, sequentially got escorted out of the court, uh, prompting a warning from Chief Justice John Roberts that anyone else doing so ran the risk of being held in contempt of court. The fifth person, uh, lead defendant David Bronstein, stood up and uh, sang a brief song uh, about freedom, uh, two stanzas of we who believe in freedom shall not rest, at which point he was escorted out, and all five of them were charged with um, two counts, basically, of uh, you know, disturbing the tranquility of the court, one punishable by up to a year in prison, or jail, I should say, and another punishable by up to 60 days. That was the uh, much-talked-about harangue and oration statute that they challenged and yeah, got Andrew, thrown out. The, uh, the, you know, si- protests and really singing, actually, are pretty— infrequent in the Supreme Court gallery, I would think. So what was the argument that the that was made in court that they should not be liable? Well, you know, as you said, uh, this kind of behavior was frowned upon in the decorum of the Supreme Court. And the argument was that uh, harangue and oration are kind of antiquated, uh, vague words, and so vague, in fact, that uh, their meaning is unclear uh, uh, and too, too unclear to enforce compliance. They won kind of in court. So tell us what the circuit court ruled. Well, the lower court said, you're right, these things are unclear, but there's another part of that statute that uh, prohibits being loud in court. So the lower court judge said, I'm going to let the prosecution go forward on the, the loudness violation. That said, the um, prosecutors decided that they wanted the statute intact, and they appealed the ruling. And the 
unanimous circuit court last Friday said, you know what, uh, this is pretty clear to us. You know what a harangue is when you hear it. You can't yell at the judges. And they reinstated uh, harangue and oration to the statute so that it's still intact. Yeah, it, do- it doesn't seem all that surprising that a that the uh, higher court would want to be able to enforce as much as possible uh, prohibition on making noise during their arguments, is it? No, no, that wasn't the surprising part. The surprising part was when the lower court judge, in support of his ruling, cited James Madison and the Federalist Papers, and when the uh, appeals court uh, quoted Judge Chamberlain Haller from my cousin Vinny in overturning him. What, what, did, they, what did the lower court cite? Well, the lower court's point was that um, sometimes language can be too vague uh, to be understood. Uh, the direct quote was, no language is so copious as to, as to supply words and phrases for every complex idea, or so correct as not to include many equivocally denoting different ideas. Point is, hey, oration, harangue, we don't know what that means. You can't enforce that against these people. And the judge who wrote the uh, majority opinion in the Circuit Court of Appeals, um, have you seen that kind of writing before, Cousin Vinny? Uh, quoting, uh, well, sometimes judges get playful. Uh, certainly some of the uh, appeals court judges out in Chicago where I was based for several years, uh, uh, Judge Richard Posner, for example, will draw things from pop culture into opinions. Uh, the late Terry Evans was known for doing that there. Uh, you know, in the pantheon of great courtroom movies, you may hear about 12 Angry Men or Paul Newman in The Verdict. Uh, but My Cousin Vinny, for all of his screwball comedy, was a serious legal movie with serious legal concepts, and one of them is you have to respect the court. And a great example of how to cross-examine someone in that movie as well. It's a great it's a great movie on many scores. Thanks so much for being with us. That's Andrew Harris. He is the legal reporter with Bloomberg News. The countdown has begun. From May 14th to 16th, a thousand global leaders will gather in Doha for the Carter Economic Forum powered by Bloomberg. Join heads of state, influential ministers and leading CEOs to make new connections, gain unique insights and uncover valuable opportunities in one of the world's most rapidly rising regions. Request your invite for this exclusive event at QatarEconomicForum.com.